وَوَهَبْنَا And we gifted. وَهَبَ يَهِبُ To gift. We gifted لَهُ for him or to him. أَهْلَهُ His family. Because he had lost his family during his illness. And in particular this is referring to his children. He had lost them. وَمِثْلَهُمْ And like them, meaning equivalent to them in number, مَاهُمْ Along with them. So basically, he was given double the children that he had previously. What number it was exactly? Allahu A'lam. So for instance, if he had five children before this illness, now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him ten. وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَاهُمْ Why? رَحْمَةً مِنَّا As mercy from us, a blessing, a gift, a favor from Allah. وَذِكْرَى And a reminder. Notice, it's not just dhikr, it is dhikra, a powerful, strong reminder, a very clear reminder. For who? لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ For those of understanding. The thing is that during illness or troubles in life, when a person is going through some difficulties in life, oftentimes one is distanced from his family. Why? There are different reasons. Sometimes he is not able to stay with them. Or a person is not able to maintain close contact with the family due to the illness, because it might be contagious. It happens. When you're sick, you're in bed all day. And your family is doing everything. You miss them. So Ayyub was also distanced from his family. And specifically what happened? He lost his children. His children died. So what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after this illness, when Allah gave him shifa, Allah also granted him children. And in addition to what he had, more children. In the Bible, the book of Job verse 10, it is said, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him twice as much as he had before. The Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. This is so beautiful. Before the illness, he was gifted with many blessings. After the illness, he was given much more blessings. Just like Sulaiman alayhi salam, before that test, he had a lot. But after that test, when he made the dua, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him even more in his kingdom. He gave him such a kingdom that he never gave to anyone after him. This is a fact. You know, we're in one state. And we get very comfortable with the state that we're in. We're happy with the little that we have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to give us more. And if we don't get out of our comfort zone, if we don't go through the trials and the difficulties, we're not going to get more. This is similar to how if you're in school, you want to have your degree, then you have to study. You might say, that, no, I think I know enough. I can read, I have all this basic knowledge, I did an IQ test, you know, I think I'm pretty good, I have a job, everything's fine. No, you need to get more. You need to become more successful. And for that, you have to go through a period of hardship, Training, suffering, loss. But don't worry. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us suffer loss, it is so that He will give us even more later on. So we see this in the lives of all of the prophets. They lived good lives, happy lives. And then for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they went through a period of extreme difficulty that shook them inside out. And then what happened? 
there came relief. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them more than what they had previously. Look at the Prophet ﷺ. How are things before prophethood? Very good. Happy family, everything's good. He was respected amongst his people. But what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a particular task to perform. That was extremely difficult. But did relief come? Did it come? Yes. وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ So he was blessed with much more. What's the lesson in all of this for us? What can we take from this example for ourselves? That basically any hard time, any difficulty, any trial, whether physical, emotional, financial, social, in any capacity, in any way, increase your hope in Allah. Increase your hope. Know that inshaAllah what is better is on its way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that I am as my servant thinks I am. Meaning, always expect good from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you shall never ever be disappointed. You know, an amazing incident happened recently. And I, I want to share with you. This one particular sister, she asked me a question about something that she really needed to purchase, but she felt that she didn't have enough means to purchase that. And she was asking me if it was ethical to allow other people to contribute to it. But it was something personal. So I discouraged her. I said, you know what, if you have the means, even though they seem little, go ahead and do it because the Prophet ﷺ discouraged us from asking people. So, tawakkul ala Allah, she went and you know, she, she purchased the thing herself. And in addition to that, she saw somebody else in need and gave them some sadaqah. She was making an online donation. And she said, I was making the online donation. I pressed the button donate. And immediately she received an email. She received an email from her parents who had decided to distribute their inheritance. So here she was thinking that I don't have enough money. Let me ask some of my friends if they would like to contribute in this. And she followed the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. And I reminded her that, look, you will be fine because Allah is your provider. And amazing, she made the donation and right away she received, mashallah, a whole lot of money. A whole lot of money. These are times when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing us, right? Will we have faith in Him or not? Will we hope in Allah's mercy or not? Will we expect mercy from Allah or not? Will we expect good from the one who is most good or not? And if we do, He will never disappoint us. So this is the example of the prophets. They all suffered. But after that suffering came great relief. Because look at Ayyub salam. Throughout that difficulty, did he say anything negative to Allah? No, he did not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا وَذِكْرًا لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ In the Bible it is said that the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and 1,000 yoke of oxen and 1,000 female donkeys. And basically in the verses before, there was a lesser number. So now he was blessed with much more. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his grandsons four generations. And Job died an old man and full of days. Full of days as in he lived a rich life. A life full of amazing, beautiful experiences. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him rahmatan minna. And all of this, this was special mercy for him from Allah. But the benefits were not limited to Ayyub alayhi salam. The benefits are for who? Li'ulil albab. Because in the example of Ayyub alayhi salam is a powerful reminder. But only the people of intellect will see those reminders. What are the lessons in the story of Ayyub alayhi salam? The most obvious thing I think that I see is that even prophets suffered from trials. Bad things, apparently bad things, happen to good people also. And they're apparently bad. Because essentially they're good. How are they good? They're going to bring good. Even with the suffering, in ma'al usri yusra. And then we see that shaitan harms the human beings, including the righteous among them. And of course, never lose faith in Allah. Because if a person has everything of this world, but he doesn't have faith in Allah, he is poor. And if a person has faith in Allah and nothing of this world, he is rich, he is successful. And also another very important lesson, that when things get difficult, then relief is near. It's very, very near. There are stories, many stories that are narrated about Ayyub alayhi salam. And those stories, they're reported through Israeliyat, so basically the Prophet ﷺ didn't tell us many of these stories, but they are narrated. They're found in the books of Tafsir, in various books. And one of them is that Ayyub ﷺ, there came a point where uh, you know, his wife was working in order to even bring food to Ayyub ﷺ. And there came a point where nobody would even hire her anymore. So she was very beautiful. And basically someone said that if you give me your hair, I will give you food. So she was desperate in that condition. She wanted to bring something for Ayyub salam. So she cut off all her hair and she gave it. And she, she brought food for Ayyub salam. And Ayyub salam said, where did you get that from? I know that nobody was going to hire you. Nobody was going to pay you for anything. And she just, you know, showed a little bit of her hair. And it is said that at that moment, Ayyub salam made this dua. Because for himself, he was okay. All that he was suffering, inner, outward, whatever it was he was suffering, he accepted it. But when he saw that his wife was going through so much because of him, he made dua. Anyway, it's an Israeli, but in this is, you know, Allahu Alam, whether it's true or not. But what we see is that Ayyub salam in his story is definitely ذِكْرَى لِأُولِ albab. وَخُذْ and take بِيَدِكَ in your hand in your hand take بِغْثًا a bunch a bunch of what? of grass of twigs basically the word بِغْث بَعْض غَيْنْثَ is used for a bunch of twigs or grass that can fit in one's hand and some of these twigs are dry and others are fresh so basically it's a mixed bundle from the same root is the word أَضْغَاثُ أَحْلَام Remember? أَضْغَاثُ أَحْلَام When the king had dreams about the cows and the ears and, and all of that, and he asked for interpretation, his people said, أَضْغَاثُ أَحْلَام These are just mixed up, jumbled up dreams, meaning they're meaningless. So, a bunch of twigs, some of which are dry, some of which are fresh, a mixed bunch, a mixed bundle. Right? So, بِيَدِكَ ضِغْثًا Take a bunch of twigs. فَضْرِبْ بِهِ And then strike with it. 
Now strike what with it and why? It's not mentioned here. But the reason is given. What is that reason? وَلَا and do not تَحْنَثْ You break oaths. تَحْنَثْ حَا hints. Hints is to break one's oaths. The word is actually used for a big sin. Like in the Quran it is said, وَكَانُوا يُصِرُّونَ عَلَى الْحِنْسِ الْعَظِيمِ The great sin. And that refers to the sin of shirk. But Hanatha is to break one's oath. So la tahnath meaning do not break one's oath. Because breaking one's oath, you know, swearing by Allah to do something and then not doing it later, this is a sin. Because you're using Allah's name and you're making a promise, you better honor that name. And if you don't honor that name, then you're committing a sin. So wala tahnath. What is this referring to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا وَجَدْنَاهُ sabira." Allah defends him, that indeed we found him patient. He was definitely patient. Don't doubt his sabr because of this. Because of what is mentioned at the beginning of this verse. نِعْمَ abdu, He was definitely an excellent servant. إِنَّهُ awab. Indeed he was someone who repeatedly turned back to Allah. Ayyub salam is an example of sabr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is defending his sabr over here. Ayyub salam was a human being after all. And he was afflicted with nusb as well as adab. As described in his own words. And with his sabr, extreme level of sabr, he was a human being. It is said that at one occasion he became extremely angry with his wife during his illness. Why? What's the reason? Allahu A'lam. But is it normal for a husband and wife to get angry with each other? Is it? Is it? You know, your faces show as if every marriage is just perfect and there's no arguments and no problems. Big arguments can happen, right? Even between people who love each other. Especially when one is sick. Isn't it? They become so irritable, upset over little, little things, annoyed over little, little things. You see, any distress that a family is suffering from, it makes people on edge. As if they're ready to attack the other. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. So Ayyub salam, he wasn't just suffering in his body. He was suffering financial loss. He lost his children. So much he was suffering from. So in his illness, at one point, he got angry with his wife. And he swore an oath. What was that oath? That if he would get better, he would strike his wife a hundred lashes. Okay, now this is extreme. But... But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is defending his sabr. إِنَّا وَجَدْنَاهُ sabira. He didn't hit her. He said if he would get better, he would hit her. Alright? Now what happened? He actually got better. And he had taken an oath. Now what to do? Because of his sabr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a way out. Allah gave him a way out. And this was, you know, according to many scholars, this was an exception made only for who? Ayyub alayhi salam. Okay, and what was that? That خُذْ بِيَدِكَ ضِغْثًا Just take a bunch of dry twigs and just فَضْرِبْ بِهِ And remember, that doesn't necessarily mean hit with all force. It can also mean just touch. Meaning, keep true to your word. Don't break it. لَا تَحْنَثْ Allah says, إِنَّا وَجَدْنَاهُ صَابِرًا We found him patient. نِعْمَ abdu. He was an excellent servant. He was patient over what? Over Allah's decree. He was patient in obedience to Allah, in refraining from disobedience. Because 
when everything was good, he was blessed with numerous gifts, he was the best worshipper. And he was afflicted with the greatest trials, even then he was the best worshipper. Because it is said that Ayyub salam, he was gifted with all these worldly blessings, and he worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the most excellent way. So people said, why wouldn't he worship Allah? Of course, if anybody should worship Allah, it should be him. Because after all, he's a prophet and he's been gifted with all these worldly blessings. Why not? He must. So what happened? When he was suffering from this illness, again, he was the best worshiper. And people said, why shouldn't he? Because of the distrust that he's in. So what we see in Ayyub salam is that regardless of his external situation, his external condition, regardless of his circumstances, his heart was always full of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What he gained, what he lost. What he enjoyed and what he suffered. It didn't affect his love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ni'mal abd. Excellent servant he was. Because he worshipped Allah in the good times and he worshipped Allah in the hard times. Innahu awwab. He was after all awwab. Who is awwab? One who repeatedly, over and over again, turns to who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he turned to Allah in good times and bad times. Never was there a day, a moment, except that he turned to Allah. Innahu awwab. The Prophet said, this is a hadith in a silsilatul sahihah, the Prophet Ayyub was ill for 18 years. 18 years. If we're sick for 18 days, we think the world is going to come to an end. Our life is going to be over. For 18 years, he was ill. The near and far relatives and acquaintances all left him. So all his relatives and his acquaintances, they all left him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired him, Urkub birijlika, as we learn over here in these verses. So Allah removed his illness completely, and he became more beautiful than before. He was suffering from a physical ailment, right? There were sores on his body from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, all over. He became more beautiful than before. And Allah sent clouds that rained gold and silver on him. And in hadith we learned that Ayyub when locusts of gold were falling on him, he began collecting them in his garment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that, have I not made you ghani of all of this? Because if a person is you know, collecting something, it shows how much he likes it. So you still like these things? And Ayyub said, it's coming from you, O oh Allah. How can I ever have enough of what you give? Meaning he loved it because it was coming from who? Allah. Not because those locusts were of gold. No. It was because they were coming from Allah. So his real treasure was what? It was his sabr. It was his hope. His reliance upon Allah. It was his faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That did not change with the change of circumstances. With the change of his outward condition. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us such faith like that of Ayyub alayhi salam. You know in hadith we learned that the people of Jannah, their hearts will be like the heart of Ayyub alayhi salam. Full of unconditional, unwavering love and hope for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their height will be like Adam alayhi salam. Their faces, meaning their beauty, will be like that of Yusuf salam, and their hearts will be like that of Ayyub salam. Allahumma ja'alna minhum. 
So ni'mal abdu innahu awwab. Let's listen to the recitation from the beginning again. وَاذْكُرْ عَبَدَنَا أَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ أَنِّي مَسَّنِيَ الشَّيْطَانُ بِنُصْبٍ وَعَذَابٍ أُرْكُضْ بِرِجْلِكَ هَذَا مُغْتَسَلٌ بَارِدٌ وَشَرَابٌ وَوَهَبْنَا لَهُ أَهْلَهُ وَمِثْلَهُمْ مَعَهُمْ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا رَحْمَةً مِنَّا وَذِكْرَى لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ وَخُذْ بِيَدِكَ ضِغْثًا فَاضْرِبْ بِهِ وَلَا تَحْنَثْ إِنَّا وَجَدْنَاهُ صَابِرًا نِعْمَ الْعَبْدُ إِنَّهُ أَوَّابٌ What I find amazing is the ayah that he has given an exclusive, a special fatwa for the oath that he had made. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defends his patience. Because we become so hard with ourselves if we're going through some difficulty. And of course the adab that shaitan is constantly afflicting us with, the inner stress and anxiety and you know this exasperation, that feeling of I've had enough, I'm fed up, I want to get out of this sooner or later. These feelings of lack of sabr. But because you're a human being, there will be times when you might get upset. You might say something that's not appropriate. You might... Show that anger or that impatience. It doesn't mean that you have a free license and you can go ahead and exhibit jaza, which is the opposite of sabr. No. Despite the effort to observe patience, you're a human being. You're going to slip. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Mostly we found him full of sabr, observing patience. Innahu awwab. Okay, what's really amazing is that most of us, we're only like faced with one kind of problem. Like it's either health or school, for example. And But he was faced from every kind of like angle. Like he had his family who left him and he had uh, financial issues and health. Like, And he still has to remain patient. Every imaginable loss, suffering, Ayub alayhi salam suffered with. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا وَجَدْنَاهُ صَابِرًا 